The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome back into another edition of the Arrowhead Pride Report. I am Steven Serta. It is Monday, October 9th, the day after a Kansas City Chiefs hard-fought 27-20 win over the Minnesota Vikings. So let me welcome in the leader of Arrowhead Pride, Pete Sweeney. Sween, do you think that Taylor Swift sent Travis Kelsey some words of encouragement at halftime when he suffered that ankle injury? <laughs> I'm not sure about that. Uh, I don't think players are supposed to be using their, their phones during the game. But I, I think I do have a point on it. And I, I know it, it, it kind of sounds a, l- a little crazy here, but I mentioned it in the rapid recap for us online. I, I just knowing Travis Kelsey, I, I know that this has maybe taken a, a lot more headlines than, than he would have liked. And, it, you know, I, I don't think it's been a distraction per se, but there have been some distracting things about everything that has kind of been happening off the field. And I could just see him in this game and just kind of knowing that I, I just think uh, you could just tell he, he, he couldn't not get himself back into the game today. And not to say that it, it, it is a, a direct reflection of that. I mean, I, I think had all the stuff off the field not been happening, uh, he would be similar. I like you, of course, would, would want to continue playing, but I, I just, I think there's a little bit of an extra when it comes to just being there for his team right now. And I, you could just see the agony on his face when there was a potential of him not uh, being able to play in this game. And he really fought through. Uh, he was kind of teetering. It, it sounded like with, with Andy Reid after the game teetering that of, of maybe not being able to play in this game. He actually told Andy to kind of hold back in the third quarter so he could really, I think, try to warm up and, and kind of get away from where maybe he was having pain. So uh, he ended up pushing through and, and good on him for it because he, he, he as we know, uh, did have the eventual game-winning touchdown uh, for this game. Oh, and so obviously the biggest storyline coming out of this Week 5 contest, the Kansas City Chiefs improved to 4-1, and one, Minnesota Vikings fall to 1-4, and four, but it wasn't necessarily the cleanest game, and some of that starts with Travis Kelsey going down in the first half with what was a non-contact injury. It just kind of looked like he slipped on the grass and kind of rolled up his ankle, and there wasn't even a defender around him, and obviously the, the initial reaction is to immediately jump to like, oh no, non-contact injury it's devastation it's the end of the world and obviously it wasn't that thankfully for the Kansas City Chiefs their superstar hall of fame caliber tight end 
seem to be okay. He returns to the game, somehow leads the team in receiving yards with 67 and, and gets that what would be a game winning touchdown, like you mentioned, Pete. Um, uh, other than that, like I, I think obviously him moving forward, this is the second injury he suffered in five weeks of the NFL season. And so that's something we're going to have to really monitor moving forward. Is he going to be on a snap count? We've talked and I brought it up to you multiple times. Like, can Travis Kelsey get some veteran rest days in practice? Like he just turned 34 years old. It just kind of seems like he does not need to be out there all the time because, you know, he's going to be ready to go on game day. Can we start yeah. monitoring the health of your future Hall of Famer a little bit more than it seems like the Chiefs do? Well, you know, I I, I think that this could potentially be considered minor if this was a regular week. It's been very clearly out there via Ian Rappaport. It seems like there's sources within the team that are saying it's a low ankle sprain, not a high ankle sprain. I know there had been a report that it was high ankle initially, but it sounds like it's a low ankle sprain. Um, there was also injuries to Drew Tranquil and Mike Dana. And what, it, what I'm kind of alluding here is it's a short week. So although the the injuries do seem minor and i think it would be perfectly fine if the next game was seven days from now this is a really quick turnaround so i think we need to really pay attention to the injury reports that'll that'll be out monday and tuesday when it comes to uh tranquil who hurt his knee and and same thing with mike dana who had a rib issue but we'll see i mean it's one thing to play through uh, an ankle sprain and i know it's a it's a different thing when you wake up the next day and it's going to be sore and swelling uh, and all that so um Tough, tough little stretch here, I, I think, to have a, a Thursday night football game. Um, but I, I imagine these guys are all going to be trying to, to do whatever they can to make sure that they're in the lineup. And the Drew Tranquil injury is worth mentioning because Nick Bolton was inactive, once again, missing his third consecutive game. But uh, on a positive note, he was practicing last week in a limited fashion. So it seems like he's trending in the right direction. It is a quick turnaround for a Thursday night football game against the Denver Broncos. So... Could be shorthanded at linebacker if something's going on with Tranquil and for some reason Nick Bolton can't go on the short week. But the hope probably is that Nick Bolton is available and he's good to go. Mike Dana had the game ceiling sack on Kirk Cousins in the fourth quarter to end the game. So hopefully these aren't long term things that they'll have to deal with moving forward. But I want to get in the game a a little bit with you, Pete, and kind of how you felt about it, because we talked about it a lot on the Arrowhead Pride Rapid Reaction Show, and I I didn't come away from this game, you know, feeling any different about my expectations for the Kansas City Chiefs this season, but I I do think that these red flags that we've been kind of dancing around for the first month of the season and kind of saying, well, give it time, give it time, give it time especially offensively, I am starting to get concerned about these pass catchers and and about this offense because I know they put up 27 points. And I know that when everything is humming and when Patrick Mahomes is moving the ball and and everything just works out, they can still put up points with the best offenses in the NFL. But this is a five-game sample size now where we've seen this offense kind of sputter and, and flounder at times. And at some point, we have to acknowledge that it's something we have to worry about moving forward for the Kansas City Chiefs. Well, they're winning in the process, and I know that we would all like to maybe have a, a go-to guy identified after Travis Kelsey, but I think you're seeing that the Chiefs are kind of figuring that out on the fly right now. I, I've been saying recently that I think Rasheed Rice is probably uh, kind of stepping up into that role, and, and I imagine that uh, today will only help boost his confidence. Like there was no drop issue in this game and he was able to to score a touchdown, which uh, I thought was good. 
But beyond Kelsey, the Chiefs ended up hitting nine uh, receivers. Uh, I know that fans will be happy that Justin Ross had the most productive day of his young career with the two catches, um, you know, for the the, the 28 yards. Uh, Kadarius Toney finally looks healthy. He was able to get five targets. Uh, Justin Watson had some big catches. And I, I think the Chiefs are okay with going by committee right now. But I, I think you're right in the more so the long term where I think you're going to want to identify, okay, who's the next go-to guy after Travis Kelsey once you get time to like a division game um, or, you know, even still, if you're talking about, you know, 14 games from now when you get to the games that matter in the postseason. And so there's plenty of time to figure that out. If you can win while you're doing it, like you said, put up 27 points, um, I think that's that's uh, acceptable. That's an acceptable thing. So, Yeah, and – I, I want to be clear about that. Like I, I, I'm not sitting here. The Chiefs are four and one. I, I don't think that it's all falling apart and, and that there's reason to panic. They are still one of the absolute elite teams in the NFL, and they are still one of the absolute best teams in the NFL with the best player in the world in Patrick Mahomes. I just think that coming into the season, there were so many questions about this offense and through five weeks of the season, we still don't really have an answer on that stuff. And right. obviously we would love to have an answer there, but I think it's a bigger work in progress than all of us really thought it was going to be coming into the year because yeah. they had so many bodies in that wide receiver room. And we just thought that somebody would kind of manifest and step up, but through five games, nobody has, and there's still a one loss team. Well, I think that's just a key for me because it's always just about the record. You know, I, I think that Jacksonville has had some offensive identity issues here, three and two um, Buffalo. Uh, we thought was maybe the best team in the league. And then all of a sudden they have a sinker uh, in London. And so they get their second loss. Now you only have two AFC teams with the Ravens upset today with one loss. And so uh, again, if you're able to continue to put up a good record while you're doing it and uh, you know, you, you might not have your offensive identity in Denver, man, Oh, and four looks a lot different than, you know, what, what, you know, three or three and one, four and one uh, looks like. And so, uh, to me, I think that is what matters uh, now when you get to the end of the year and you're playing the best teams every week because it's the playoffs and you're trying to work your way to a Super Bowl. I think at that point, you're going to want to have to have someone who, who has emerged. But in the meantime, uh, the win is a win. And uh, I think the Chiefs are OK with how it looks right now. And you mentioned Kadarius Tony looked good today. And I agree. I, I think Tony had what looked like hit his best game probably so far this season, in my opinion, just in terms of health. And, you know, he only, he only finishes the game with five catches for 26 yards, nothing that you would write home about, but I think it's just a matter of him being on the field and getting involved and, and seeing that like, yes, it looks like right now in terms of wide receiver for the Kansas city chiefs, Tony is the most talented, I think in that room. And, and looks like he has the most upside with him. It's just always been a matter of, can he actually stay on the field and stay healthy? Now we'll see what rice does in the future, but right now it seems like he's kind of a slot seam player. And that's basically all they're using him as. And just, and Justin Ross is getting more reps, but he's kind of a just outside wide receiver, just throw it up on the sideline. And he's so big, he can go up and get the football. Kadarius Tony looks like the most multi-dimensional pass catcher that they have outside of Travis Kelsey. Now it'll just be moving forward, whether or not they can keep him on the field and whether or not they can actually expand his role, because it doesn't seem like they're totally confident in that yet. Yeah. I, I, I think a lot of the, the problems with Tony, it's kind of self-inflicted hype. I mean, the chiefs kind of put out there that he was going to be the number one guy and be able to stay on the field. And I think they quickly realized like, well, 
you know, he sometimes has trouble staying on the field. Uh, and, you know, I, I think maybe they've kind of backed away from that um, a little bit here. However, uh, I, I think you, you're, you're seeing in games like today when he is um, available, he's an asset, you know, to the, to the club. And I, I think he can really be somebody who the Chiefs can rely on should he be up. It's just, you know, you never know when he's suddenly going to have injury. He had a scare today on the side. He kind of walked gingerly over to the sideline, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, here we go again. But it ended up, it looked like being just a minor thing that, you know, any other player would have. So, man, if they can keep him on the field, that's going to be such a, a boost. Um, and I just think he's one of these other receivers that can 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 be a, an outlet for Patrick Mahomes when you're, you're looking for who's going to be that guy. And moving over the defensive side of the ball, um, you know, the Chiefs defense wasn't perfect on Sunday, but I think yeah. for the most part, and this is a team that's still getting a lot of penalties every week. They had a lot of penalties on Sunday against the Minnesota Vikings. But overall, I, I think coming out of this game against a high-powered offense in the Minnesota Vikings that likes to spread the ball all over the field, take shots down the field. And obviously, Justin Jefferson leaves this game early with a hamstring injury. So that's a blow that many teams probably couldn't overcome. But for the most part, prior to Jefferson leaving, I think the Chiefs did an incredible job of slowing down what, in my opinion, is the absolute best wide receiver in football. And I think that says a lot about Steve Spagnuolo's plan coming into this game. And I think it says a lot about how well the Chiefs secondary is playing right now because the Chiefs pass rush wasn't exactly dominant against that Minnesota Vikings offensive line on Sunday. But I felt like the secondary kept making plays when they really had to make plays, and they were kind of the deciding factor for the Chiefs' defense on Sunday. Yeah, yeah, I I thought that the defensive performance was was impressive, just given the opponent, but uh, not not maybe the dominant performances that we were used to seeing early on in the season when it did it did feel like the opponent was a little bit more inferior than they were on Sunday. But I. I think it all starts with the defensive line. I think this is the best front that the Chiefs have had um, in a while, just when it comes to consistency. The name power isn't there, but I think Mike Dana is a player that is starting to put himself on the map. Same thing with Karloftis. And, you know, pretty soon here you're going to get Charles Amenehu back in the mix to go with Chris Jones. And I just think it's going to make things uh, easier and easier. Their their depth is getting, you know, tested a little bit here at the, at the second level, but the, the secondary is just – Really, really impressive. And for Snead to kind of have, have the day he did against Justin Jefferson. And I know that Jefferson ended up getting injured and missing most of the fourth quarter. But he was coming into the game with about 12 targets a game. And Kirk Cousins only targeted him six times and only was able to complete three passes. So I just, I just think if you're able to keep their best weapon uh, at bay like the Chiefs were, you're going to be able to win a lot of games. And uh, I think the defense was a, a reason. Uh, that the Chiefs won today. Same thing with an offense. It wasn't very clearly like one side like we've seen, which is kind of what you want. You want the whole team playing well and well enough to win, well enough to obviously have more points than the other team uh, at the end of it. And I think the Chiefs defense did enough against a a pretty good offensive team uh, on Sunday. Yeah, going against a team like the Vikings, like you never expected a team that is that talented offensively. Like you never expect it to be pretty. And I don't think it was a pretty win for the chiefs defense on Sunday, but they absolutely played well and they did enough. And I think they did enough that they should continue to be acknowledged as like, this is a legitimate top tier NFL defense and they should be respected that way. I thought Trent McDuffie was spectacular on Sunday. Legereus Sneed was a little bit up and down, but overall I think Steve Spagnuolo really got 
that defense uh, in a good situation uh, ahead of Sunday's game. And I think that they showed it in another victory for the Kansas City Chiefs. But he's Pete Sweeney. You can follow him on Twitter at PG Sweeney. You can check out all of our coverage on the Kansas City Chiefs at arrowheadpride.com. We got everything you need to know after the Chiefs went over the Minnesota Vikings. And we got everything that you need to know ahead of their Thursday night football game against the one and four Denver Broncos. We've got all that covered for you right here. As always, please make sure you subscribe, rate, and review everything that we're doing right here on the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network. We've got a fresh episode of the Arrowhead Pride Editor Show coming your way this afternoon with some fresh marinated takeaways from the Chiefs win on Sunday. We will talk to you guys then.